Audiences with elite figure skating routines during the recent Olympics have been voted athletes of the year by Russian sports fans, according to a recent poll by Tsiom. Hero, a Russian football team during the FIFA World Cup this summer, goalkeeper Igor Konfiev came in second in the ranking. Moscow Mayor Sergei Sabyanin says Moscow should expect a record inflow of tourists for the New Year holidays. He said hotels and accommodation facilities in Moscow are almost fully booked for the holiday season. So if you've decided to celebrate New Year's Eve in Moscow and need a place to stay, you may have problems finding it. About 23 million tourists will have visited the Russian capital by the end of 2018. Nearly half of all Russians remain optimistic at the end of 2018. That's according to the Russian Public Opinion Research Center. On the whole, Russians are in an upbeat mood when saying goodbye to 2018. 49% of those polled feel excited and are hoping for changes for the better, while 27% feel calm and self-confident. Although 57% assess the outgoing year as either good or successful for themselves and their families, 40% admitted that the year happened to be difficult. Traffic. Four points out of possible 10 on the roads this hour. Driving time to and from Benukova Airport is about one hour and 10 minutes both ways. 50 minutes to Shremetiva. About the same to the city over an hour to the mighty other one. One hour and five minutes from the airport to the city centre. One degree Celsius in New York, one in Oslo, 21 in New Delhi. It is cloudy here in Moscow. The temperature standing at minus 8 degrees Celsius. That's it from me, Yulia Bokova. Do stay tuned for more. A yo ho ho and Merry Christmas. Well, I guess it's one day after Christmas, but a Merry Christmas to everyone here from the Capital Sports uh, team, from myself, Alan Moore. Andrew McLean, Merry Christmas. <laughs> okay. So, Andrew, uh, I'm not going to mention Santi Sakharov, but like you had a nice Christmas. As you said, he splashed out. He splashed out, that's good. It's good when like, uh, an elderly gentleman from Finland splashes out for you, so it's, it is good. Nikki, how was your Christmas? Oh, I, I celebrate on the 7th, so. You celebrate the 7th? January. Yeah. She, ah, she okay. went to a different kind of Lapland. Ah, right. Oh, yeah, that kind of Lapland. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. No, I saw your post on the Instagram. So, I mean, yeah. four, four years on, you look even better. Thank you. Okay. Minus the boxing clothes, of course. I mean, you're fully clothed, but minus boxing clothes. So, sorry, I just mean to. I don't want to give listeners any kind of image or anything in their heads. Right. Okay. Getting straight into it, folks. There's a huge day of Boxing Day football. And Andrew McLean, Andrew, you're going to explain what does Boxing Day mean? Because it's Stephen's Day for me, St. Stephen's Day in Ireland. Well, as we've just corrected, so with, with the Russians among us, it's nothing to do with sport or yeah, boxing. Yeah, because uh, Nikki did say, Congratulations on your day, Alan, because of course I was an ex boxer, as you can see my face. Um, it is a day of charity whereby people would <laughs> donate things to those less well off and take boxes to the church so that they could also feel part of celebrations. Well, I mean, that's what Man City did today. By They donated three points to Leicester City by uh, losing 2-1 today. And thus, opening up the title race where Liverpool had a terrible, terrible game today. They were really god-awful today and still managed to whip Newcastle 4-0. Uh, so that, those are earlier kickoffs. Man United are continuing their good form under Liverpool fan Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They won 3-1 today against Huddersfield at home and Everton, the toffee men, they messed up. They got, a, they got away from a sticky wicket against Burnley. They won 5-1. And of course, Tottenham Hotspur, they battered Bournemouth 
five nil. What right now at halftime is one one between uh, Brighton and Arsenal. That is of course in Brighton Down and the South Coast. Right, we will have a look back at the year that was the top three things, the top three best things in the entire year 2018 because there's so so many things this year of course going on in the world of sports not just here in Russia all around the world um, what were they for you and we also have a little bit of a, a sneaky thing that's going to come out a little bit later on we're going to name a little name that I think is going to you know shake up a few uh, jingle bells um, Andy just before before we, we have a look at what one minor thing that you see was like quite good this year in terms of like building a dynasty well, what was a, an interesting sports event for you well, I think in terms of a, a, a dynasty, a dynasty, Golden State doing three in a row in the NBA was pretty much unheard of. I don't, I'm not sure if it's ever been done. Um, I, I, but I mean, we it's have to ask Peter a, P, but I really don't know. It's, don't it's, know. it's the kind of sport whereby it's extremely difficult to keep that level of consistency. It's not where you can kind of, like in football, where you can buy your way through players. It's not quite as simple as that. Especially in basketball as well. And in North American sports yeah. in general, it's very hard to have that, like, Ten in a row or five in yeah. a row, like, for example. It's very, very I, I, I think that was um, that, that was quite a stunning performance to, to do that three out of four years. It was. I mean, and at this year, of course, Golden State they are not they're not doing that well really this year. I mean, same well, Cleveland Cavaliers are not doing that well as well. Which just goes to show you how great an achievement that really was. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, we know last week or the week before. Sorry, we we're talking with uh, Peter that your Golden State they're they're only second in the standing in the, in the Western Conference behind Denver. Denver are doing very very well this year, um, and the team who you know were, were that like kind of a kind of a dynasty team with LeBron James, of course, were the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are now eight and twenty six bottom in the East and they're so, they not going to qualify for the playoffs so this is a huge drop for them top are the Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks are in second and on the other side of course in the West Denver Nuggets and Golden State Warriors but Golden you know, I mean they, they could still do a four in a row but it would be very very unlikely there's some great teams there um, what about that Real Madrid three in a row yeah um, also it, it had obviously never been won back to back since the formation of the Champions League, which was what ninety two, ninety three, I think, the first season or ninety three. I mean, they did win like I think it was a three or four in a row when they beat like Stad Reims and sort of like back in the yeah. early days yeah. of the European Cup. But like no, as you're right, uh, as since you said, the like, yeah. since the current formation of the, of the Champions League as we know it, no one had ever won it back to back, and and then to go and win it. Three, yeah, a, a third time this year when they were kind of being written off at the fact that Barcelona really did look a cut above in the league domestically and on the European stage, but they just kept on getting results um, against a lot of people's um, want and will. And exactly. I mean, especially when they won the final and like kind of against, kind of, let's say, the people's club, Liverpool, that a lot of people were looking for Liverpool to win because they were playing a nice brand of football and so on. And then they got savaged by... I think they got found out that they, they got ramos Yeah, they got ramos out of the way. Um, they, yeah, I think they were just found it to be very, very naive. So, folks, OK, we're going to ask you text in plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three your best your best sports moments of this past year just give us your top one okay and say if there's a sports event you look for next year uh send it in as well and we will have a little prize for you at the end of it okay we'll have a nice little prize um okay also i have to say glasgow celtic also did a treble treble or a double treble a double treble a double treble had never had never been done before but it's looking like they're going to at least win the league this year again um looking good in the league today Celtic got three points uh, only just against away at Aberdeen and Rangers drew at home with Hibs. So there's a chance Rangers and Celtic meeting uh, on Saturday. There's a chance to open up a gap um, which would put Celtic in the driving seat again for, for going into 2019 after the winter break. OK, I mean, that, that, that's, that's handy for them. And I mean, again, Celtic are a team that 
this year there you know there's a there's a, a that, it's tighter at the top of the table. I mean, it's just very as we discussed. I think it was last week or yeah. before. It was really really you know there's, there's good stuff. Listen, a negative thing, a negative thing that you picked up yourself that you know it does need to be mentioned as well. So um, in cricket. Cricket, obviously, this was the year that um, many people had been accused and penalised for doing it before, but not on this level or stage of, of cricket was uh, Australia's ball tampering uh, in, in, the, in the third test against South Africa, where they were seen using a, a piece of yellow sandpaper. Um, and for people that aren't aware of cricket, if you use sandpaper on the ball, it will make one side of the ball shiny and the other side of the ball rough, which means the ball will move quicker in a certain direction depending on how you bowl it. And that makes it very difficult for the batsman to hit. So you are gaining an obvious advantage over the other team. Well, I mean, then again, what else do you expect from an, an Aussie but that he'd be there, like, shining his balls with a piece of um, sandpaper? Anyway, we'll move on quickly. <laughs> right, number three in our list um, that we're talking about, and we sort of had a look at, number three, I mean, there's a lot, like, as we said, there's Celtic doing, the, do, doing a, a double treble. There is Real Madrid getting three in a row, as in with the Champions League. There's Golden State doing a three in a row. They all come in threes. Um, but when we looked at a big achievement, something that we would not, and we were there from the very, very start of it, that we would not have seen happening a year and a half ago, definitely not, not even a year ago, would have been Lokomotiv Moscow winning the Russian Premier League after a long wait. But of course, Spartak won the year before, after 16 years wait, and then Lokomotiv doing it again. Would that qualify as, as, as third biggest sporting event here, say even just here in Russia? Certainly here in Russia, I think it would. Um, you could almost compare it to a sort of Leicester-esque sort of victory in the, in the manner that they did it. Nobody really gave them a hope after the winter break. They thought they would fall apart, but they just kept on grounding, grind, grinding out results. And yeah, I think it was a really spectacular achievement on a budget that was half the size and without the same pulling power as the likes of Zenit, Spartak, that can attract really top-name players in the likes of, you know, Luis Adriano was a man that... I think still holds the record for the most amount of hat-tricks in a group stage in the Champions League, for example, uh, when he was at Shakhtar. Um, yeah, I think it was a fantastic achievement for Lokomotiv, and I, I hope they, they run it close again this year. Well, it looks like they're sitting in fifth place now on the table, and, OK, they're, they're, they're hanging in there, but they've had Fyodor Smolov, who just seems to be completely misfiring, even though uh, Nikki thinks that he has beautiful, kissable lips, but that's another uh, question that we have to answer. Uh, she's smiling there in the background. Um, but so I mean, am I. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of his kissable lips? I don't know. I, I don't like his tattoos. Anyway, um, you know, this year, though, even though they strengthened their side, there seems to be a lot of animosity uh, within the camp, and, of course, now it, it seems to be that in three days' time, uh, Ilya Gurkos will be leaving the post, and it, it does look likely then that uh, a friend of ours, a friend of our show, a guest of the show, Eric Stoffel's house, will leave his post as sporting director. Is that going to leave Lokomotiv worse off, Andy? It's very difficult to say at the moment, but you'd have to say they were a big part of what, what they went on to achieve um, last season, and so it will be very, very difficult to replace them. Depending on how much, I mean, you could take Manchester United as an example. You have someone like Mourinho in at your club, but if he's causing, if or they are causing some sort of division, then it could have a flip effect and be positive, but I, I don't think it will be, personally. I think they did quite a spectacular job of getting them to... And that's the whole thing, I do. as we both know, of, uh, and, and, and has been obvious, and most of the... Um, you know, journalists who are worth anything, they will, they will know that, you know, a lot of the pushing and the sort of manipulation behind the scenes has gone on from the coach, head coach, Yuri Seoman. And he's wanted to get hold of the transfer policy and so on and so forth. 
Is it unusual that a manager or a coach, a simple coach, would have such power that he can actually almost force people above him out of the club? Well, certainly in, in the last decade, we've seen football in particular changing in, in, in that respect where you have sporting directors come in. Um, for those of you that remember the Alex Ferguson years at Manchester United, you would have seen someone that was not only the manager, he was also the sporting director, he was the chief scout, he was overseeing all of the, the young players coming through. And that aspect has very much changed where now you might have a conflict of interest between the owner, the sporting director and the manager, but they all have separate jobs, they all have separate roles where they have to scout networks etc the owner will then come in and say whether that's affordable so they're all kind of meant to unite into a sort of triangle to push the team forward and that allows a coach or a manager to do what they are paid to do which is to make the most of the players the squads that they've been given well unfortunately i mean showman had always ruled the roost and made a lot of money from transfers and so on so i guess I, you know he had a, there was a interest co- yeah, in, yeah there was a slight conflict of interest conflict maybe of interest, there exactly okay well we're going to see what's going to happen because they will i think it's kinkad is going to come in as the president but again it's it, it is it seems to be to be a done deal so you know the good thing is that he he will move up he'll move up into the russian football union the guy with his vision will be very very welcome there because the football union needs a lot of vision. Yeah, um, and he's and a genuinely, genuinely nice man as well. He is. He's which a great man. You, sometimes like, you yeah. don't come across exactly. When, when people he's someone are. who actually cares about his staff, maybe too much, but that that's another thing. And Eric, who is very much a sportsman, a football man, and has you know, he is he is a longer path, or a, a longer road within football. You know, I could always, yeah. I'd love to see him take over a football team. Yeah, because it's good to have that blend as well, where we have someone where perhaps they're not entirely sporting overseeing. They might have ec- the economic side or. Even development side, because yeah. I mean, we've seen how like now it's actually a pleasure to go to watch a game. You know, which you go to other stadiums, even Spartans, and it's you go to the games, it's a stadium, but you don't come away with anything. Yeah, yeah, there's a stadium buzz when you're going in, and there's a stadium buzz when you're leaving with the, the attractions and things that they put on outside. They've got all the sort of barbecue, exactly for 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 families, events, you know? yeah, events for children, exactly. And even when we were out to score baskets outside as well, which you, I should actually, I, I've never really put that out, but I did. I scored a basket, which was you know. Uh, thankfully, Andy took a, a good video of it. Even though, I, well, that was a good. Okay, so uh, there we were have, a few outtakes. I'd like to. There were, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was my first turn. It wasn't my first time at the show, right? Irene has sent in that the uh, Russia Germany uh, hockey game, the World Final, of course. That, or sorry, the Olympic. That was great. It was great nerves until the end of the game, and of course, and of course, she was one of our winners. She attended Locomotive Oral. And her friend Nina, who also won as well, she actually backed Oral to win. She won. <laughs> that was like sickening. But anyway, right, Irina, thank you very much and a happy new year to you. Um, okay, before we move on, uh, before we move on, sorry, Nasty, you have something to, to ask me? There's more messages uh, from Nazar. For me, one unforgettable sports moment was when Russia won Spain in World Cup 2018. I won bets that <laughs> even uh, that even evening against my friends who all said that Spaniards would thrash the Russian team. There you go. And that's, that's a good, uh, you know... Winning money makes exactly. it more special, more memorable anyway. Exactly. I mean, and that, I mean, Nazar has been with us like, you know, the, the past <laughs> year and a half, a great friend of the show and has been with us in the stadium as well. He actually was helping us out the last say, uh, one of the last days in the stadium. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was terrific. Nazar, a very happy new year to you. Well, when it comes on, but happy Christmas already. Um, and, I mean, that, that, that is terrific. I mean, that game, I was commentating on that game, but it was obvious as the game wore on, Spain were never going to win. Spain were going to lose. That was it. They had no... I mean, you can't do that. Andy, you pointed out, you sack your manager, you sack your head coach. Two days before you kick off in the World yeah. Cup Finals, you deserve to lose. You're 
crap. You are... Oh, okay, right. We're going to go out. Okay, we're going to go away because... By the way, folks, in uh, 15 minutes, the um, it's called... The, it's in the Cotton Bowl in Texas. The uh, Serif Pro First Responder Bowl between Boston College and number 25-ranked Boise State in the NCAA. Uh, first real, real big bowl game of the season today on Boxing Day, on St. Stephen's Day, over in Texas. Stick it on, watch it. It's on ESPN, but you'll really, really enjoy this game. It's a huge, huge pageantry around it. Right. We're going to go out to the break, coming back after the break with number two in our year rundown. Um, the first song we're going to go out with is one that was voted by our listeners during the World Cup as the best ever World Cup anthem, the World Cup song. Nastya, it is. Nikki, it is. The Cup of Life World Cup 2018 in Russia by Ricky Martin. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
special guest. Hey, this is Becky Hayes. Listen to the BCM Radio Show every Friday on Capital FM Moscow 105.3. Every Friday at 1am on Capital FM Moscow. I like the way you do your... Тысячи блинов нужно испечь, чтобы стать мастером блинопеком в теремке. И всего один нужно попробовать, чтобы его полюбить. Ведь домашний вкус, как настоящую любовь, ни с чем не спутаешь. Теремок. Вкусная работа в Москве. Наступает время создавать новое. Время оттачивать свое мастерство. Быть безупречным в деталях. Лучшим из лучших. Дрос. Гарантия совершенства. Информация по телефону. 8 800 249 49. 8 800 249 49. И на сайте www.instrument.ru Оптовый поставщик «Мир инструмента». Квартира в экологически чистом районе Новой Москвы от МИЦ Девелопмент. Ищите нас по запросу «Цветочные поляны» или звоните 495-023-33-35. Застройщик О Староселье. Проектная документация на сайте www.domvstaroselye.ru With Alan Moore. Okay, folks, second half has kicked off in that uh, Brighton-Arsenal game. It is still 1-1. And as Andy just pointed out during the break, that Spurs are now second in the table. That, that's a bit of a shocker, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you're, we were expecting Man City and Liverpool to, to kick on ahead of the, the New Year sort of schedule. And Man City slipping up, as you mentioned earlier, 2-1 today has thrown the door wide open to potentially Arsenal if they can get three points today and yeah. Spurs who have now overtaken them. If, if Arsenal can win today, they go into fourth place. Uh, over in Italy, in Bella Italia, there are games going on there. Roma are leading 3-0 against Sassuolo. Sassuolo, of course, are Juventus B. Uh, Frosinone drew 0-0 with Milan. That's a good one for them. And Atalanta 2-2 with Juventus A team. So that's good for them. Inter and Napoli playing later on tonight. So that will be a bit of a cracker. Okay. Um, we do have to say thank you very much to a lot of people. And name some names. People who gave their time to us. Um, who either called in or dropped in to visit us or took our calls. Because we are so, so lucky. We have we have had guests, and as you know, who would never never appear in other Russian media. But they decide to agree to come on and chat with us and have to put up with us as well. Yeah, that, that, that's more difficult <laughs> yeah. than the Russian media part, I think. <laughs> have to put with me, exactly. So, of course, so we'll start out, we'll name some names, and uh, Andy, you can, you can uh, slap me in the head if you uh, want to say anything about them. So, Eric Stoffers House? I mean, superb, yeah. Superb. Dan Rohn from BBC, BBC Sports Editor. Was fantastic, came into a bit of a stick for something he said uh, on, a, on a hot mic shortly yeah. after when yeah. he, he came on to us, but yeah, yeah, he gave an absolutely brilliant interview. Brilliant. Rene and Shirley. That was while I wasn't here, I think. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah, the uh, former head of Jamaican anti-doping, who, of course, had her life threatened, had to leave anti-doping, and is one of the people who will, you know, called Russia out for doping, but also said Russia's not the only one doping. And when, and then we said, like, uh, you know, is Serena Williams, should she be protesting with being tested? She just went, no. no. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> uh, Mia St. John? Speaking yeah. about mental health and so on, and how important, you know, did, you know how she had doped when she was boxing, how she said that Doping is a scourge, but it's not just one person, it's right across the board. Loose with the tongue, 
but yeah, no, she that was she, Magania. That was Magania. She was very interesting. Yeah, but, uh, we have Paul Little, of course. Yeah, Paul Little, great friend of the show. He is always super. Paul, a happy Christmas to you. I know you listen home, so happy Christmas to you all the way in Wicklow. Peter Staunton, your old colleague. Yeah, obviously he was uh, delighted to be back over for the World Cup after being for the Confederations Cup. So oh, big thank fabulous. you to Pete yep, for, yep. for coming in. He was on the phone with us, and he also was at Champ Talks. Was he was in the yep. studio as well? Absolutely amazing. Alexander Zotov, of course, with that, the man with the best laugh in the business. The man, the myth. The man of the myth. The man who, like, I'll tell you something. You know, Russia football needs people, more people like him at the top of the table. So we're very, very looking at him. Roderick Duchatelet, of course, the owner, the head man of Budapest, gave us time and was brilliant as well. Danny Armstrong, colleague of yours. Yep. Always good with his opinions. And, of course, a Manchester United fan. So Aaron Callaghan, ex-Stoke City, ex-Bose, you know, brilliant, brilliant Irish guy as well. Philip O'Connor. Philip O'Connor, legend. So, so, so a very touching tweet that you put out this week as well about his, so. um, his, his his life as an expat and his, yes. his career. It was a. I think it touches us all. Yeah, you know, it's like that. Like you, you, you hit that point where you go, you don't have money, you you don't know where you're going to go. But then, sort of, somebody just puts their arm around you. So, and it was, at that time, Find it a was bit his, of drive. Exactly, it was his girlfriend now, his wife, and the mother of his two kids to say, like, listen, don't worry, we'll work it out, we'll, we'll get it done, and fair play. Uh, Angela McGanya, the girl who was looser done, but also who is now possibly going to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics in uh, judo, or taekwondo. Andrew Farmer, another friend of ours, colleague as well, Irish one. Uh, Aline, Alina Miyagakova, Miyagova, the uh, locomotive and Russian international soccer player. Uh, Adrian Morvan, of course, from France. Ruben Joseph, who was here with us for the World Cup from India. Nasya Baranovov, also from Russia, but also covered the World Cup as well. John Duggan, Brilliant, brilliant guy, all the way from Ireland. Terrific. I had I had drinks with him when I was home uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Fabulous guy, genius, genius. I, I actually gave he gave me two books. I'll give you them after. It's brilliant to read. Uh, Francisco Quiz, all the way from Mexico. Alexey Kiricek, John Bradley, Ewan McKenna, award-winning journalist, joined us and just blew so much out of the water with everything. He is just brilliant, legendary guy, great guy. If Ewan McKenna, look for him on Twitter, look for him online. He just he's he's a classic writer. Joseph Sexton, of course, Toke Thielen, uh, Arthur and Kate Hendrick, Ender Brady, of course, from Sky News, Paul Kimmage. One of your favourite people oh, of all time. Jesus, brilliant. Can't, like, you know, the man who he had the most beeps, bleeps for like bad language <laughs> on, but brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Luke Chambon, uh, Chambon uh, Olivier Monceau, and Lucien Hansen. Stephen Brady, of course, the Shamakova manager. Raf Diallo from Team 33, who is brilliant, who actually gave a big shout out to us as well. Eve, Ivan Korsh from Lokomotiv Moscow, the Stoke City man here in Moscow. Semra Hunter from uh, La Liga TV. Peter McDowell. From Liverpool FC TV, Nikita Sokin, of course, good friend of ours, Tony Watkins from EA, uh, and well, I said Ruben Joseph, Cahal Denhi, Killian O'Connor, and Stuart Gilhooly. And of course, I have to say, your countryman, and also who follows your team as well, Frankie Boyle. Yeah, fantastic. Legendary, legendary. Right. We are going to go all the way right now to the sunny, sunny UK, where he's probably sipping a pina, a pina even, a pina colada, Mr. <laughs> Andrew Flint of Ryan Dog Football. Andrew, how are you doing? <laughs> not bad, thanks, Alan. Not bad, not bad. It is, it is tropical, as you say, though. Well, compared to here, it has to be. Uh, listen, how was uh, the Christmas for you? How are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's been brilliant. Um, from one, one very interesting sporting point of view, um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, of course. So the title's in the bag. That's no problem. Um, but being back for Christmas is good. Um, Wait, are you just, talking about for Liverpool? Yeah, it's just very different. Not seeing snow and ice everywhere. Are you, are you talking about the, the title's in the bag for Liverpool? 
Oh, Alan, Alan. Obviously, obviously, it's coming back to Old Trafford. It's only 19 <laughs> points. No problem. <laughs> exactly. Um, listen, uh, we're, we're running down through some of our big things of the year. Now, Andrew, for, for number two here, he has, he has won. Can you give a guess? We had number, number, number three was Lokomotiv winning the, uh, the Premier League here. Number two, what would mm. you reckon? What would you be the biggest, biggest one of the year, apart from the World Cup? Oh, blimey. Um, yeah, that's, that's quite a tough one. You pick two of the two of the good ones. On a personal level, I would say two men knocking CSK Moscow out of the Russian Cup. Um, but I don't think that will register most people's uh, radars quite that high. Um, yeah, it's, oh, that's, it's a tough one, really. Um, I th- okay, we seem to have lost Andrew Flint there. I think uh, Nicky is going to try and get him back on. Um, Andrew, what is the number two? What, what have you picked for number two for the year? But for someone who, me personally, who works in a, in, in a newsroom on a day-to-day basis, uh, a united career at the uh, the Winter Olympic Games, I thought, was quite quite a unique and very historical moment um, to see what's been a, a militarised divide, literally. Um, to see them unite in Pyeongchang um, was something that I, I, I think... Oh, it was huge. Okay, we have I've Andrew. Andrew, Andrew uh, probably. Just I think you're, it now. yeah, Jurgen Klopp <laughs> just knocked off your uh, telephone. You're back on with us. <laughs> um, yeah, you see, well, uh, for number two sporting moment for me, um, it, it's, it's a tough one, really. I think um, no, for me personally, it would be it would be Chimen, uh beating um, TSK Moscow in the cup because it was my daughter's first ever live game. Um, and it was lower league football getting a bit of limelight, and uh, yeah, for me that was <laughs> it was that. Okay, and what would be your top for the whole year? Oh well, I it's it's impossible to look past um, the World Cup, but very specifically within the World Cup, um, for me it was the, the the Spain penalty shootout because it was just it was. That was already, that was the bonus, getting there. We were getting to the knockouts was the bonus, but um, to knock them out and to just show a bit of fight. It's been so long since we've seen that in Russian football. And for me, that that just made the entire summer. I couldn't have cared less what happened after that. Um, but that, for me, was just, that was unbeatable. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was terrific. One thing I thought you would have said was your mega journey around Russia, visiting all the World Cup cities, all the World Cup stadiums during the World Cup. I mean, that for me, that, that actually still stands out for me because I, I, I mean, I did that, I did a, that, a huge journey. It was kind of just like return journey from Jeddah in Saudi Arabia, driving home to Dublin and back. But you did something even more mammoth than like driving around so many time zones and the whole lot. Like, I mean, I mean, you know, what would be if you could do another big road trip like that? Okay, like especially with a sporting theme, what would it be? Where would it be? Well, I don't tell my wife this, but I had half thought um, last season of going to Khabarovsk when Scar were in the Premier League. And, and then I realised, no, this really isn't a good idea. So I, I turned that one off. But <laughs> there isn't another journey I could do that would rival it, rival it in quite the same way for you know, the importance of the occasion and the sheer distances. Um, I guess it depends on the next, um, well, some of the next World Cups possibly a North American one, but it won't be as unique, you see. That's the point. It's, um, I don't think anything could rival it. No, and I think as well, I mean, I think just the, the difficulties in doing it as well here like, would, would really, really outweigh it. Uh, Andy has a point you see what's to, to question on. 
Do I? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the point that I wanted to ask you about um, from your World Cup experience, uh, looking at all the stats, we had um, this, this World Cup was the most penalties um, that had been given, even in the group stage. Do you think VAR has had a positive effect and do you think it will last? I think yes, in a short answer. It's got a lot of work that needs to be done on it. It needs to be tightened up, sped up um, and improved. But I just think there's too much at stake in the game today to not have it. And I actually think the World Cup was the best uh, example of VAR succeeding, or at least to some degree. Um, I, I can't really understand the opposition to it because people say, oh, well, it takes away some of the drama of the sport. So, well, I would rather have a little bit less drama and Frank Lampard's goal against Germany in South Africa to have counted, for example. Um, or so England's goal be I, discounted in 1966, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was gold. Look, I'm a West Ham fan and I like Jeff first, but the ball didn't cross line. Listen, Andrew... Um, Look at some like you know we we said it like look look people winning the United uh, Korean uh, team winning Andy also brought up of Rafael Nadal playing in eleven French Opens winning a oh, winning eleven excuse me yeah play yeah winning eleven French Opens would that mm. matter to you I mean with all the question marks around Rafael Nadal and his bulging muscles <laughs> well um, yes you mentioned the bulging muscles I, I to be honest look I'll I'll be brutally honest. I think there are others whose muscles are also bulging, and I think even regardless of whatever leg-ups may have been given, it's still, in, still an incredible achievement because there's, there's the mental aspect as well as the uh, physical aspect, shall we say. Um, I, it is an utterly phenomenal thing, and I doubt in tennis you'll ever see something quite as so specifically dominant um, as his dominance on clay. So I, I still think it is an achievement to be... Um, admired in some way, but um, I think the downside is that we'll never, we'll never probably 100% know quite how much influence has been gained from um, other sources other than sporting ones. That's the shame. I mean, listen, you're, you're spot on. I mean, because it even, it's like with watching cycling. Like, or watch well, the it. monopoly's kind of been broken a little bit in it tennis has, this year. Whether has, that's because yeah. the awareness around the, what was mm. being used has, has, or... has hit the. Or maybe age has caught up on some of it, yeah, or something like that. But I, I, like it is, it is kind of when you turn off your kind of your spidey senses and just like just watched tennis or watch cycling, for example, and just admire the beauty of it, like when it's a Tour de France and go over high mountain passes and so on. Or rugby, although yeah. rug, rugby does worry me now because especially with that nineteen-year-old lad being killed in France, you know, he broke his neck and died of a heart attack a few days later. Um, I always do worry when there is too much pressure coming on, like whether it be football, rugby, whatever. But okay, we'll go with that. Listen, Andrew, for uh, this next year, 2019, okay, except for Man United or FC Tumien, what would be your biggest sporting hope for next year? Well, I mean, okay, on a slightly more personal level, I would like to see attendances stay strong in the Russian Premier League and hopefully build. Um, and I think we've seen a generally positive impact of the World Cup and the World Cup Stadia um, because I just think it would be it's such a missed opportunity. The sport is there to be watched and a lot of people claim to like it but not enough feet go through into the stadium. So that's really what I would like to see most of all. Um, and I guess also I'd like to see... I'd like to see England actually play rugby again and uh, and win the World Cup. So um, I'm not holding out hope for that because there's a certain team just over the sea from us who seem to be quite competent at the moment. 
Well, I'm not going to back France. Ireland at all. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say France would be more likely. Okay, listen, Andrew, a very happy Christmas to you and the family. Uh, enjoy your trip home, and we'll see you very, very soon back here in Moscow, and have a very happy new year. Perfect. Thanks, and happy new year to you guys too. Thank you. That, of course, Andrew Finn from Ronnie Dog Football. Before we go out to the break... Um, we do, we do, I do have to say that one thing that Frankie Boyle said about the English team crashing into a, 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 an oil refinery on the way off to the World Cup still sticks in my head as one of the good things. Right, folks, plus 795-1111053, your favourite sporting moments of 2018. Get them into us because you have only one segment left to do it. We are going out to the break with Apollo 440 and Don't Stop the Rock. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Digital Stand-Up with Steve Foreman. Ah, here we go. You know, I don't think I have a lot of people that hate me, but I think I have a long list of people who moderately dislike me. <laughs> you can really taste the Soviet Union in a lot of, you know, there's like a, well, you can smell petrol. That's the main thing. That's the main thing you notice. <laughs> To be honest, and actually, the, the larder doesn't start just by turning the key. You also, have to sort of go. Like, oh, there's like, there's like an element of that, like you know. Oh, British we people! We gave you a language. Oh, British For God's sake, I'd wish you'd use it. <laughs> Every Thursday at 9 p.m. Capital Stand Up with Steve Foreman on Capital FM Moscow. Are you serious? <laughs> Capital Commercial. Что значит жить? серебрицы, просыпаться под шелест листвы и пение птиц, работать в столице и отдыхать на природе, гулять по широкому бульвару, завтракать в соседней пекарне, жить в просторной и светлой квартире, в современном и безопасном доме, чувствовать красоту мира в гармонии с природой. Мини-полис серебрица. Стоит поселиться. Телефон 495 266 77 
Me. Some <laughs> <laughs> of my sweet Jesus. Okay, Miss Selfie Queen. All right, let's move on. Um, okay. <laughs> I just can't get over this. Okay. Oldest keeper in the World Cup. Yeah. Ever in the World Cup and saved a penalty as well. 45 day, uh, forty-five years, sorry, uh, 161 days and saved a penalty on his debut. I think the fourth only uh, keeper to do it at a World Cup on debut. Um, El Hadari, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that, that was great. I mean, because I, I do remember when Dino Zoff was, I think he was 40 years old and he lifted the World Cup for Italy back in the... I think it was yeah. yeah. I mean that that was memorable then. So I mean it was it was it was great to see it. Um, we were talking about VAR. Of course, VAR is coming now into the Russian Premier League, and a lot of people are you know not that happy about it. But I guess you know it's going to have to happen. As Andrew Flint mentioned, it it has had some positive impact. The the thing that annoys me most at the moment is when you're watching Serie A or La Liga, literally every goal is checked. So before kickoff goes again. They're stood all round and waiting with an earpiece to find out whether the referee is going to go and have to have a look at the video replay or not to decide whether it was offside. There was an infringement. Well, or... I guess it, it sort of makes it a bit more fun. I mean, it does make rugby fun most of the time. But I uh, thought I thought it would give it a bit of an exciting edge to see whether the goal would stand. But I th- I think it's kind of having the opposite effect where you you kind of just what, wanting to get back up and running. Again. It's like making a good football movie. There's only been one ever good football movie made that's escaped to victory. And that's because it was just a, it's a war movie with football thrown in. But anyway, um, okay, we're going to go across to Toronto in Ontario to a guy who's normally in studio with us, but he's been missing for a couple of weeks because he's been hiding in Canada, Mr. Alex B. How are you doing, Alex? Oh, I'm simply fantastic. How are you? Very, very good. Listen, how was your Christmas over there in the Great White North? Oh, the Great White North, I, can, I simply cannot complain about the Great White North. Okay, listen, Alex. Um, give us your two big sports moments from 2018 because we've had a lot of them. So, what what have been your two bi- uh, big ones? All right, right off the bat, I'd like to wish everybody a happy National Candy Cane Day. But... <laughs> <laughs> National Candy Cane Day. Okay, Candy okay. Cane. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. And um, so, my best two sports moments for 2018. Um, first one. Has to be Khabib versus Conor McGregor. It was just huge. Um, second, this may be biased, but the Cleveland Cavaliers firing a man who I despise, Tyron Lue. I think that man is simply the worst coach in NBA history. <laughs> well, listen, no, that's fair enough. And I mean, look, it, it is like we were at, speaking earlier on, and of course, when uh, just when uh, Peter P was, was here a while ago, uh, we were speaking about the NBA right now, and there's been a complete change around in in sort of like the fortunes. Of course, the the like looking just at the Cavaliers, they are doing terrible right now, aren't they? Oh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing horrible. Okay, are you still there? I'm, I'm, I'm fully still here. Good, good, good. Listen, um, but your Raptors are doing pretty well at the moment. I mean, they're top of the Atlantic standings, uh, 25 and 10. Um, oh, we're top of the NBA, I can tell you as much as that. Well, okay, top of the NBA. You're ahead of the Raptors, Golden State. Well, listen, the Raptors beat the Warriors without our two best players. Oh, that is at, at, the goal, at Golden State. So listen, How can you beat uh, do you think, can your guys, can, can the Raptors, can they get a run in the playoffs this year? Or will it be a case of that the, you know, say the, you know, LA or LA or, um, you know, that, 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 um, uh, the Golden State will have a bit too much playoff knowledge to, to, uh, let your guys go through? Uh, well, um, 
obviously the Raptors haven't had really good playoff runs in the past, but uh, I think this time we actually have a chance. But whatever, the rest that I'm looking at this year are actually not in the West, but actually in the East, because we have two absolute powerhouses in the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. So if we get past that, I think we have a solid chance of getting in the finals. I mean, you, you dropped away at the Garden uh, against the Celtics. You dropped a you know a, a loss there just a, a week and a bit ago. But I mean, yeah, still, yeah, it's huge. I despise the Celtics. Well, I mean, okay. I, well, we we feel that here when you're with Peter P. But I mean, you guys. I mean, you, you're you're the best in Canada. Like you're able to beat the Grizzlies at, at, at a stroll. You've also beaten the Cavaliers this year as well. Beaten you know you lost to the Nuggets, but. Do you think that your team, like yo, do are they are they ready for the playoffs, or do you need maybe a trade to to come in to strengthen them up? Uh, absolutely, I think we have a nice mix of veterans and young players, and plus we have Kawhi Leonard. Okay, and I go, I, I, again, you, you you don't have a huge like it's not like a big budget team as well. Listen, what about the, the Maple Leafs right now? How are they getting on? Uh, Maple Leafs, uh, they're okay. I guess they haven't really they don't really. Excel. Hello, Alex. Uh, yeah, yeah oh. they're, they're a decent team. I don't, I don't really think we're winning anything this year. But you know what? We're, we're up and coming, and watch out, NHL. That's all I can say. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, they are, they are they're second top in the Atlantic standings in the Eastern Conference. So I mean, they're they're doing pretty decent. Listen, what are your hopes and dreams for next year? What do you really want to see happen in 2019 in sports? In sports in 2019. Uh, what I want to see is that I think if the Toronto Raptors make the final, that's huge because, okay, let's, let's face it, nobody's going to have the word here. <laughs> like, come on, they're, they're amazing now, plus they're signing DeMarcus Cousins. Well, I mean, they signed him already. He's starting to play in, like, two months. So, he's the, maybe the best center in the NBA. That that that'd um, be massive, yeah. So okay, okay, you guys getting to the to the finals. That would be that'd be an achievement in itself. It'd be great for the club, great for the city of Toronto as well. What would be number two? What else would you like to see next year? Um, oh, I'm also looking forward to John Jones fighting Alexander Russell. I'm seeing big things for John Jones <laughs> because people forget how amazing this guy is. Well, apart from apart from drug stuff, yeah, <laughs> his only loss was a disqualification. Because he was beating up a guy too hard. Well, I get. Do you know what? I, I think I, I think you're right. If if he can lay off the um, whatever he's taken, I think that he Christmas can, pudding. It's Christmas pudding exactly. He can go a long way. Alex, listen, you, you look. Um, I know you're back to us soon enough, so we're looking forward to seeing you back in the studio. Have a, a great rest of the year and a very happy 2019. I, I can only wish. I'm happily looking forward to returning to that studio. Listen, looking forward to. Take care, Alex. Okay, that was Alex B, who's over in Toronto covering the North American scene for us right now. Peter B is down in South Africa right now, so he'll be he'll come back with a lot of rugby information. He's promised he's going to do a lot of study on rugby. Right, folks, number one, number one for the year because we don't have that much time left. So number one for the year, Andy, what 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 is number one? My number one for the whole year. Uh, is we've covered Celtic, so that's done. Yeah, we've covered Scotland beating England, that's done. And didn't Scotland win in cricket as well? Scotland did very well in the cricket, yeah. yeah. Where they, they got an astronomical win against England in the cricket. Only just mind in, in the end, but um, yeah, there's Scotland in the cricket over England, the rugby. Because I would say, like, you know, Dublin doing, like, a, you know, winning the, the All Ireland football final yet again. Limerick winning their first Ireland final for, I don't know, like three centuries or something like that. Two 
great things. Of course, the Irish w- women's team playing the hockey final, uh, world hockey finals. Lots and lots of like personal things going on. Well, what globally? What was huge this past year? Globally huge last year that wasn't something we've already mentioned. Um, Ryan Thomas, Sky Team Sky winning everything oh, no, before him. I'm ignoring all of that. Um, <laughs> I suppose I have to throw one out to Steve if he is listening, and that is um, there was a world record broken last year for the most slam dunks in one minute by a bunny rabbit called Binny. Binny. There you go, Steve. There's a strange fact for that's, you for that's 2018. Nice. That's quite good. Okay. Mind you, I can't imagine there'd have been too many challenges to Binny's no, record I don't of rabbit so. slam I don't dunks. Think so. I don't think so. One thing that we have to do is, one thing we found out that people would be interested to know is that... Um, can you guess? Remember Jessica Ennis Hill, the Golden Girl. Yes. Do you know who her medical advisor was? I don't in want to guess. Eleven and twelve. Is this? Is are, are you trapping me? Is this entrapment? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I just I'm asking you a question. Who do you think? You can, I'll say either yes or no. You can ask me. Uh, who who was her medical advisor? 2010, 11 and twelve. But was this person Spanish? No. Italian. No. Um, German. No. British. No. I give up. Close to home. Not Scottish. <laughs> Irish. No. Was, was it you? No, it was me. It was me. Yeah, I, I, I got her all those muscles. It was Mr. Rodchenkov. Really? Yeah. She's on a list with a number of other athletes uh, who have had tests done and work done with Mr. Rodchenkov. So two gold medalists from the UK, from Team GB in 2012. See if we can get him on for 2019. I think it's something. That would be You know, and, I mean, I, I've, I've, like... People have asked, Dan Rohn has asked, they, they, all these people have asked him and his lawyer, which, like, you know, other athletes, other Russians did you work with? And he's like, uh, well, lots of them, but I can't say. And then he was asked privately off the air, did you work with Jessica? And he goes, um, yes, I did. And no one even looked at it. So there you go. So Jessica is Hill, well, you know, the appliance of Russian science. So there you go. Right. Uh, we've got a minute to go. A minute to go. So number one, quickly, number one for the whole year was... Number one for, I mean, the World Cup here really has World to Cup. come World Cup first Master. and foremost. Nick, I'd agree. Nick, yeah, yeah. Nick, Nicky says, Despite yeah, Despite Scotland not being there. And Ireland not being there, but yeah, and we yeah, got, it was, we, it was, it was we, a World we Cup. We got a chuckle out of um, Gareth Southgate. Exactly, and me. Pizza Hut adverts. Yeah, and Stuart Pierce afterwards as well, like, saying to me that he's disappointed that England just don't have a, have talent, you know? So Possibly Roy Keane's interview with uh, on, <laughs> on, on the BBC. <laughs> exactly, Roy, Roy Keane, oh my God. <laughs> You know, uh, well, let's let's just okay. We'll we'll book it there because so number one, so Mr. Park, you have won the prize. You're going to get text out a prize very very soon. So you win a, a, a lovely gift voucher. We're going to send it out to you. Um, thank you very much. He's for in that. Korea, I think. He's in Korea. Ah, <laughs> listen, when you're back, when you're back. Do you know what? Actually, no, no. We'll 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 when you're back, we're going to give it to you. Don't worry about that. Because um, your three were the best of the whole lot. You went into depth and you you kind of proved the point. Especially saying the Spurs in the semi final of the League Cup. That's that's bringing the Carabao Cup. Right. We're rolling it up for this year. We're back on January 9th. We're going to have a lot of fun over the new year. I'm going home for a few days. And uh, Andy, you're staying here? I'm working. Oh, you're working? Nikki? I'm staying here. Oh, good girl. Okay, right. So, it just remains for me to say, Mr. Andrew McLean, thank you so much for being brilliant all year. Thank you, you. Pleasure Could, working with you. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Brilliant. Nikki, stay. You are a legend. You're the best. <laughs> and I love your um, Her- Pee Wee Herman. That's just trying to remember. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman look. Okay. Getting nerdy. It's, it's as good as the boxing gloves. The boxing gloves are great, but still... Um, thank you very much and folks I hope you all had a lovely uh, Christmas I hope you're going to have a lovely lovely new year wish you all the very very best of luck in 2019 thank you to all our guests all our listeners you're brilliant you make it worth our while 
we're going to go away now with a song that like you're walking out of the movie theater you're going to feel very very good we're going to talk to you in a year's time well in 2019 Miss Nikki Stay I'll leave the last word for you so our song that we're going to play out with is It's All Over the World by Elo and Happy Holidays Capital Sports with Alan Moore